0: Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.
1: Naturally, people want to open up, and I think if you give them a safe enough space and you show vulnerability, which you do naturally, then it makes them comfortable to also do the same. I think sometimes a lot of podcasts feel very like formal, but if you show up with vulnerability and you show up with honesty and you show up in a way that's like, let's be real together, they will get there.
2: Three, two,
0: one. My name is Espri Devora. Host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I.
2: Hey, this is Adam Marks. I'm a tech founder, writer, and consultant, and I've been listening to the Women in Tech podcast for about three and a half years now. Esprit does a phenomenal job spotlighting female entrepreneurs from all over the world, and one thing I love about the show is listening to their stories and how they've built their companies and organizations. We should always be pushing for representation and equality every time we go into the boardroom, every time we look for co-founders, every time we look to hire employees for our companies. So support representation and equality. Support the Women in Tech podcast. Follow me at Adam AdamMarks13 on Twitter and on LinkedIn. And remember to always look for the orange sunglasses.
0: We just had our interview, and you were about to listen to a conversation amongst friends in the creator space, both working in tech. And it's really exploring the next iteration of what podcasting looks like to me and, and the psychology of being in the creator space and having a creator business and being in the tech world and success and all these things. Mm-hmm. Sara, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself here at the end so people understand who it is they're listening to as they listen to the conversation we just had?
1: Absolutely. My name is Sara Magesha. I am the head of community at Creator Now, and I've been in the creator tech world for a little over 10 years now. And the most beautiful thing about this conversation, and that we're doing it in whatever order we want, why the fuck not? Yeah. <laughs> I, hope I can cuss, but- You can. Great. <laughs> Life is short, and doing what fulfills us and really finding what true meaning looks like and true joy looks like is so powerful. Yeah. And so this has already nourished me. It's the end of the day on a Thursday- and I'm feeling very nourished. I'm like, I could go and do anything Aww. now. And I think that's beautiful. I feel nourished too. Yeah. yeah. And for lack
0: of a better placement of this, yes. uh, before they start to listen to the whole conversation we just had, for people to cyber stalk you, where can yes. they connect with you?
1: On all things. LinkedIn. My name's Sarah Mangesha. On all socials, it's at Sarah Mangesha. And it will be in the show notes as well. Yes. So come find me. I love connecting with people. Or if you're in the music scene in LA, I'm usually at a lot of shows. If you're a creator, you'll find me online too.
0: Amazing. And enjoy our conversation. (laughs) And it was a music studio and I was really cool, but it didn't feel... I felt like I was in someone else's place and Mm -hmm. I was setting up, whatever. But it was fine. I felt fortunate. It was right by my house. Yeah. But I was still feeling really burnt out. I'm like, what am I doing? And so Thursdays are my recording day and Dave set up the studio. I mean, I brought all my gear because I was paranoid. Yeah. And it's funny because the last time I truly had my own space was before COVID. And so... My favorite things to do would be one guest coming and the other one leaving and then meeting each other, like yeah. all these things. But like, I haven't done it in so long, yeah, that I'm like, Oh, I didn't block out the time, right?
1: Or I didn't update the calendar. It's like you're getting back into the swing of things,
0: yeah. Like, I'm like, Or and when I was interviewing Karina, and I'm going to be doing this with you too, I had her on the We Are Tech and Women in Tech podcast. And normally, for my editor's sanity, I do the Women in Tech first, yeah, and then I do. LA specific. And then he mixes like both for We Are LA Tech. But because my brain is trying to remember all the questions, LA and then women and then LA and then mm-hmm. this. And, and I was like, oh my, God. I just give it? this editing time. You know what I mean? Like it's so messy. Yeah, And I'm, yeah, it's funny. But I am, I had my team call this morning and I am liking it like better because I on my team call. I was like, because I just don't like pot That's why I wanted to interview you. Yes. Because, like, I adore you. I adore you. And I just, like, don't like podcasting right now. Yeah. And so I love Karina. So I was like, do you want to do it? And so, yeah, it's interesting. Oh, my gosh. I love So I feel good. And then, you know, Dave has all these lights. I don't, I mean, I don't even use the video
1: yeah. Great space. Yeah. That little lounge area for people to sit at and wait. Right. Like even that. Even that. Like just, I like got myself coffee. And that it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great spirit. Like and the D put up the WeRLA like tech
0: and the thing. That was so cool. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 This is a great coming back into the swing of things and getting like a routine like every Thursdays. Like that's exactly yeah. what you need. Like that flow, that rhythm. Yeah. And then she's like building on that rhythm. 100%. Yeah, yeah. He has this baseline, but
0: obviously it's not
1: like, it's like still very corporate
0: side. And so Rose who did my office last time, she like sent over sketches of like what it could look like and what we should get. And and Dave's like, yeah. You know, so I feel like this is 1.0. Yeah. And in no time it will be like 2.0 because I'm still like, am I still a podcaster? Yeah, it's tough. Cause you are, I'm really
1: bored of my own questions. But this is what I think about you. Like you're an inquisitive person, which makes it easy for you to be a great podcast host mm-hmm. because you're so curious about people mm-hmm. and about how things work and about community. Yeah. Even when you're not interviewing people, you're like curious about them. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, you just like pulls some, some time. conversation. When I naturally. am, yeah, 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 yeah. comes when I am. more naturally to you than most people. Yeah. So in my mind already, I'm like. And people open up to
0: you easily, It's like when I started, though, 2013-14, podcasting wasn't, like, popular like it is now. So when I see people now, like Bobby Mm Altov, so interesting, Alexandra Cooper, and I see all these people that I admire, I have a lot of imposter syndrome. Like, I feel like, genuinely, this is what I was Mm -hmm. thinking on the team call this morning. I don't think I told the guys. What makes my podcast genuinely worth listening to i understand that the women in tech podcast is about feeling empowered as a woman and seeing what's possible i get i get the missions that i created and i also understand that we are like tech is about bringing the community together but like actually like when i'm having the actual interview yeah what can i bring now as an interviewer when there's so much con- there's like so much content that actually makes this show worth listening to beyond the mission of the show.
1: And I'm struggling with that. At least for the women's side, there's so many almost like hidden truths that we all kind of like whisper and talk about. Yeah. But we don't openly talk about. Yeah. So I think in that lane, there's so much to communicate and so much to share. Yeah. Like you were saying, even on that panel where the last question was like, what area do you feel you're, you're failing at? That was like, I oh, that was a clutch question. And what a powerful thing for everyone to say, yes, I have something that I'm failing at. Because I think everyone's trying to avoid failure, but it's inevitable. Yeah. And we're all dealing with it at different capacities and at different times. Yeah. And I think being able to open up and share that and have a safe space to share that. Yeah. You know, failing at something doesn't make you a failure. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Failing and learning from it also makes you a huge success. Like, those are important things. So, like, holding space for that is so important. Hmm. Too many people are like, oh, my God, let's talk about this milestone and this thing you did. it yeah. And then I think the audience feels so far away from it. Yeah. Because they're like, how am I going to get there? This doesn't sound like it sounds aspirational. Yeah. It just doesn't sound attainable. And you're just like, oh, it's just so yeah, I reach. Yeah. And I think we need more of those conversations of, yeah, it's these times are going to suck and these times are great. Yeah. I'm doing great in this thing. I wish I was doing better here or I have to find ways yeah. to balance it out. What does that look like? It's what I really admire
0: about the dire CEO podcast. Do you have any guy that one? Great. He's so, his questions are so thoughtful and and, and there's such vulnerable conversations. I don't, like I'm having severe imposter syndrome. Like I don't know how to get there or be that. Yeah, I'm just having a lot of imposter syndrome. I'm like, why show up to the mic? I don't particularly like remote podcasting because of all the tech difficulties. Like, yeah. there's no tech problems right now. Like, yeah, you a recorder, and you press power is like fine. And yeah. actually, it's fine in person. Sometimes you'll get a problem with like a, a wire, like making a buzz in your right. switch the wire. Yeah. But it's super easy. Yeah. Fucking remote. It's like, can you hear me now? Is the internet working? Hello? Hello? it's like oh my gosh like i can hear myself
1: back i just i there's can't that energy in person yeah mean you can just like connect yeah that's true and there's like the little behind the scenes moments where you're like i just want to yeah hey yeah which feels great yeah we used to do this thing back in the day with zocalo's called um in the green room yeah and it was a almost like a podcast like quick like 20 questions yeah with all the hosts like before they went on stage for a panel. Yeah. And it was just like meant to be fun. Yeah. Like an icebreaker. Like, what are the three books by your bedside? Yeah. Right now? Like, just really chill. Yeah. Too overwhelming. But it was just really beautiful to get yeah. a host to be a human. And then they can go up and talk about whatever topic. We're yeah. 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 It's like graffiti or politics or whatever it was. And it was just really nice. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes we take the word podcasting too seriously.
0: Mm. Maybe I now take the word podcasting too seriously.
1: Yeah. And like I think of, you know, armchair experts and all these different people who are like, you know, cross like on their sofas or like it's so yeah conversation, you know, let it flow. Have fun with it. What are the five things you're curious about someone? Most likely other people are curious too. But being really real, like so many
0: conversations are been there, done that. When I was a new entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. there wasn't WordPress. There wasn't an hbo show right there wasn't everyone trying to like it was an underground world that was epically awesome yeah i was probably a nerd to everyone yeah as we all were as like founders but like i mean i don't even know if i knew the word founder you know it was like everything was exciting and new. i was one of the first people to twitter one of the first people to youtube it was just yeah fucking exciting now I feel like everyone just talks about fucking AI or like Elon Musk or like something. It's just like I feel like most of the conversations are generic or corporate or most of the people just want to be on something for like social media clout. I just it's not why I got into tech or why I started or why I became a creator. And so I'm not interested in the kinds of conversations that people are typically having. And I don't know what questions to ask to have a conversation that feels good for me that I feel adds value to an audience.
1: I would say this is a good tip that back when I was like writing, my editor told me. Yeah. Do a fun brainstorm about a person. You know, like what are things about this person that you find interesting? Like the school they went to, the country they grew up in, the career path they mm-hmm. took. Because sometimes people have the most quirky things. Like they studied English literature and yeah. they're now working in tech. You're like, how?" yeah did this happen yeah you know and you just like brainstorm about the person like what are some five quirky random things about a person yeah and like let's figure out how they got to where because like everyone has like a beginning story similar to what you were yeah 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 like like, early adopters there are people who are the early adopters and then there are the people like me who are like i really don't want to be in tech and suddenly i found my way in tech yeah how did we all get to that stage we all got to it in different ways I was talking to Min the other, like, two weeks Yeah. But I physically, I knew him from Clubhouse. And then I physically met him on the panel. And I was like, I know you. Yeah. And then we, like, met up for coffee. Oh, isn't he lovely? The most amazing event. But it was one of those things where, oh, yeah, you were, like, a monk. And you're studying, like, you know, your path into tech is different. And that's what makes you interesting. Mm -hmm. I think everyone who's like, oh, there's this bro Yeah, He was a monk. Yeah. You should talk to him about it. (laughs) I need to have these conversations. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like everyone is so different and like the things they study the passions they have and tech is a tool and that's all it is ai is a tool. yeah social media as a tool it's the people behind it and that's why i remember like early days clubhouse so beautiful yeah because the tool of like con- being connected to people is beautiful yeah but it's the people behind the tool that really bring the magic so like the lion king musical like all these different yeah things, the people who People it's true. It. It's all about the culture. Yeah.
0: Min invited me to a dinner party. Amazing. It was really cool. It was a few people just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't smart enough to participate in the conversation. Mm-hmm. That I'd only paid attention to one area of my life. Mm-hmm. Business and startups. And mm-hmm. here they're having a conversation about... Philosophy? Just everything. Okay. I feel like that in general now. I feel like I don't know. Everything feels surface level. And everything doesn't feel real. Like, for example, like I could have a perspective on something because I heard something on a website or or saw something on it or whatever. But is that real or was that just like somebody fabricating a headline? So what am I really contributing to a conversation when really what I know isn't actually fact or do I actually know anything or do any of us know anything? So it just kind of feels all conversations are are pointless It's got, kind of like what i was talking to you about before earlier today is everyone goes up in arms over elon musk charging you know five dollars for twitter or whatever and then they quickly forget but like ev- it was everybody's conversation or even you know when COVID happens and how in los angeles how people are handling the city so everyone's like i'm leaving here i'm out of here and there's a mass exodus to austin and then now everybody tons of people you know it's like everything feels so what flighty feels like nothing has substance yeah so i don't know this conversation right now feels meaningful to me and i feel it like in my body it's how i determine when i enjoy something authentically (laughs) i feel i feel it in my chest in my cells and i'm like yes yeah like it's this like energetic yes yeah and i don't feel it very often anymore and i really pay attention when i do Right now I'm aware that I'm recording and I'm also aware that I didn't put the headphones on or anything, but it's because I'm like feeling really in it. So I'm like, fuck it. Even if we're a little more distance, fucking Adobe Enhance will save the day. I knew, and I was even gonna say this when we started, I'm just gonna trust in us that will guide the way to the conversation and kind of experiment with myself of like where I wanna go. Because the thing that matters to me most in my life right now is being well Yeah, and vulnerability. Really being well and living a creative life and being driven. And conversations outside of being well, living a vulnerable life, and being driven don't really interest. Like, I don't care about AI and I don't care for your fear mongering. Yeah. Go away, you know? And the other day I was at, I go to very few events. I just don't care to go to many events. But there's a small handful of people that I really respect, so I'll go to their events. So there's this one guy, you probably know him, Scott. I can't think of Scott's last name right now. But um, with combinations, he has this mixer in Venice. And somebody was saying, what's your focus? Or something like that. I said something like, I don't remember my exact words, but I said something like, my focus is being well. Oh, I remember what I said. They're like, what's your focus I said, living joyously. And I meant it. That is literally what I'm I can thinking keep about. Saying it, And I'm like, yes, that's very much an esprit thing. Yeah. And she's like, no, but really, I'm not being sassy. I'm living joyously, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are you after? And I'm like, yeah.
1: living joyously. And so it's like this weird. There's um, this thing I was talking to someone about recently about like intentionality, in yeah, and grouping and bringing people together. Because the conversations can go in a specific direction when you yeah. bring people together who are very much about like networking, business, making the connection, making the deal. Yeah. That room and that energy changes so quickly. Yeah. Versus when you bring this intention of like, we are going to be disconnected at this event. The point of this event is to have like meaningful conversation. Yeah. We're not trying to figure out people's titles and where what you know, round they're in, are they We're not trying to figure all that out. That. We're just trying to be here together. Totally. With the intention of being vulnerable and sharing thought, and resetting. Yeah.
0: This is why I'm proud of and love We Are LA Tech. That is yeah. what everything I do stands for. But I, luckily, like I curate it really well within We Are LA Tech, but in the outer world or day-to-day living, or even in the podcast when I'm having people, it's just I just care about vulnerability and not in a woo-woo way. I can't yeah. even describe it. And it, and I want, honestly, Sara, like I want to be Stephen, what is it, Barlette? Bar, or is it Barlett. The area yeah With Diary of a CEO, I watch his interviews yeah. and I admire him so much. And he creates such useful conversation for the audience. It's shot in such a beautiful way. It, the lighting, the setup, the angles, everything. The audio is great. I would say... I don't... I can't... I'm not as good as him. You are. And I've been doing this for 10 years, and I feel
1: like if I'm not as good as him, what's the point of me showing up? You are. So I think just in that, what you said, you started this conversation by saying like, oh, I'm not sure what I want these conversations and these podcast sessions to be like. Or to but, continue to be. Yeah, yeah, to continue to be. But as you were talking and talking about him and like this feeling and the importance of vulnerability, like I would say there's like three pillars already that you're kind of hinting at. Yeah. But regardless of who comes onto this pod, like you want vulnerability. Yeah. You want connection. Yeah. And you want like this level of honesty. Yeah, I do. You know, like, yeah, but will people like do that? No. I think people would. How
0: I need to lead them there. You and I are like built the same. Yeah. You and I will go there. Yes. And that's why I was particularly excited. I didn't even think about it before you got here. When we sat down, I was like, oh, wait. I can experiment with her. I can yeah. figure out what kind of conversation. Yes. I don't think people will go there. Or or no, I think they would go there, but if I had the... I think you could lead them there. I'm not as good as him. I think you he's are so great. Like, he's so... Even Alexandra Cooper... They're interviewing styles I admire so much. And I just,
1: I think it's, it's a, I'm experiencing like intense imposter syndrome, but I know you can get there. I think you just need to let people, like, just let them go because naturally people want to open up. And I think if you give them a safe enough space and you show vulnerability, which you do naturally. Yeah then it makes them comfortable to also do the same. I think sometimes a lot of podcasts feel very like formal. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, I'm going to button up and be, you know, energy. Yeah. But if you show up with vulnerability and you show up with honesty and you show up in a way that's like, let's be real together. Yeah. And you leave space for other people to show up in the same way, they will get there.
0: You know, I wonder if I experiment even with this next interview today with someone I don't know. Because I do show up in a really specific way, like this buttoned-up thing. Even though it's not my, yeah, I start out and I'm like, you
1: know, do my intro, and then I ask them the tech questions. I would say go personal. There is this um, thing when I was camp counselor many years ago where we would say get to the yolk. So we would consider each kid as like an egg, yeah, and each kid, like the minute you meet them, there's this huge hard shell, yeah, and it's going to take you a moment to like crack that shell and get. Closer, Yeah. And then you have, you know, all the lovely egg white and you're trying to like weed through the egg white to get to the yolk. Yeah. The yolk is the area that you're like, this is the thing. This is what we're trying to get to. But it takes a minute to get there. So like right off the bat, you can't jump in being like, what is your deepest fear? You know, Mm -hmm. but... You start off by like... Because you and I could ask that. We're like, now we're here. We're in the showing up. We're like, ready to go. Like everyone else, it's like, okay. <laughs> They're probably still in the carton. <laughs> yeah. Like you're still like, okay, let me open the carton. Let's get the just Interesting. Let's come through the shell And like for some people, the process takes a little bit longer to get to that point. And I think for the panel that you mentioned, having it be the last question was probably great mm-hmm. because they already were on this panel where they shared all the things they needed to share. Yeah. The panel with... We were talking about it before with women
0: executives mm-hmm. who someone asked the question, what's one area in your life that's getting missed? Yeah. And everyone surprisingly shared openly and vulnerably. And I asked some of the other attendees, they were like, that's my favorite part. I'm like, it was exactly. my favorite part. Exactly.
1: Because it's the most relatable part. Yeah. You know, regardless of what field you're in, we can all relate to that part. We yeah. Can relate to struggle, to striving, to imposter syndrome. To success whatever that looks like like we can all recognize that yeah and so regardless of what field someone's in what phase in their life they're in that's something that feels real mm. And if we can get more to those real moments and real conversations and what it feels like when we're in those moments yeah what it looks like to come out of it what it looks like to work towards something yeah that's the true conversation and i think we just need more of those conversations Part of it is that I don't, as
0: you're talking, like yes to vulnerability, yes to connectivity. I don't know today, now having been a founder for several years, et cetera, what I'm curious about anymore other than being well. And being well to me does not mean anything (laughs) woo-woo. No, no, no. It just means literally like, okay, what I've learned about success In my journey has been so many of my peers, because I've been around long enough, have hit the billions or whatever. I'm sure so many of your peers, too. Like, everybody has a different stack of cards. But in the tech industry, you get the the handful that, like, you know, strike it rich and have their company acquired. Anyway, I found that in celebrities and in tech founders who have done really well financially, it does not equate to I'm happy. (laughs) And so... That's been really fascinating for me because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. My entire career I've been after, you know, stacking up the dominoes uh, uh, or stacking up the cards of money and like, you know, being on the cover of all these magazines. And you're telling me I do all these things. It's not like, Ooh, so oh, nice, you know, so I was just like, oh, my gosh, I have to figure out joy today because that's actually what's successful also i've seen people lose everything so i'm fascinated by how to feel joyous in a driven life yeah that's what i think about all the time it's what i think i think about my own habits i work myself like okay so before this i scheduled a stretch lab i don't know if you've been Yeah, yeah. yeah it's amazing and it's crazy how tired I get after stretch lab. And it feels like an exorcism. I didn't even know how to, because I went in stressed out, yes. wound up, irritable, mm-hmm. and I didn't go to relax. I just, I go because I work out. So I want it. It's part of my recovery thing. And then Jenya, who's amazing, in Venice, does her thing. And I'm like, pra- I went to some other dimension and I'm practically like asleep on the, mm-hmm. on the as she's stretching. And then afterward, I felt, well, I felt exhausted. And I was like, how am I going to do all these interviews? (laughs) And then I was like, this is probably great because I'm going to go into my interviews so calm and open and and more joyous than I had arrived at the stretch session. And that I would allow myself to get to a place where I'm sleep deprived, irritable, adrenaline fueled. What I love so much about Stretch Lab, including this session, is phenomenal. But what I love so much is like, I have like a a of awareness of what I'm doing to destroy myself. Right. And before, meaning the years that I've been a founder, it'd be like, destroy, 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 but not on purpose. I was just like, drive, 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 hustle, hustle, grind, grind, and like not stop thinking I needed to do it to win. And now it's, oh wait, shit, I'm doing it again. Yeah. I'm destroying myself which does not equate to a joyous life, which does not equate to being successful, Mm -hmm. this is not the path I want. And I wasn't even aware that I was on my old path again. How scary. I have a podcast event tonight, and one of the questions that came up for me when I was in this stretch session was, what can I say no to today? Because question. I was so tired. Great question. So I'm like, I'm not going to this podcast event tonight. Yeah. I'm going to go home. Yeah. I'm not going to work out tonight. Yeah. I'm going to go home. I'll probably work on the computer or something because I, I want to get some stuff done. But I'm going to go eat. Yeah. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to put on bedclothes and wash my face early. Like, what can I say no to? Because why am I running around this world fueled by adrenaline when I'm about? I'm on the verge
1: of crashing. There is this moment... I was 29 at the time, but I was like, as I was getting ready for 30, I was yeah. he's like years of reflection, you know, this happened when I was 25, it happened again at 30, where I was like, how can I look at this past 25 years? Yeah. And then when I was at turn, getting ready to turn 30, I was like, okay, let me review the past five years and then, you know, beyond. And what are some things that just don't serve me? And one of the biggest things I had a realization about is there's certain events. That don't serve me. It's yeah. very similar to you where I said yes to a lot of things. I went to a lot of things. And then I started taking stock and thinking, did that like give me a positive yeah. energy afterwards? Or did yeah. I completed Did it move forward any relationships? Like, did I go to this event where there was like 60 people? Yeah. Did I have at least one meaningful conversation that yeah. went deep? Yeah, 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 yeah. And if the answer is no, then I'm like, then it meant nothing to go to this thing. 100%. I could much rather gone and met up with four other people yeah and had deep conversation yeah and as the events stack up and the days stack up i can't even recall some of the events i went to yeah and then at the end of it you're just thinking like okay what was the point of that yeah you know what came of it yeah and could have i could have done something else i could have been resting i could have been sleeping i could yeah. have been like hanging out with one person i care about and yeah that like built onto our relationship yeah and those were more important to me of like, oh, that's what I care about more. Mm. And that's where I want to put my energy into because, yes, it's putting energy into it. But I come out feeling so rejuvenated. That's and that's important to me. I want to feel rejuvenated after these things. That's what success is.
0: Success is mm-hmm. how we feel. Yeah. It's funny. I just put on the headphones, which then like psychologically made me feel I like I have to like show up. Mm. And it made me feel like a disconnect all of a sudden. Because now I feel like I have to perform. I don't
1: enjoy myself. It's yeah. like immediate, like, oh, I don't want to perform anymore. But that's how I feel about suits. I had to wear suits for a long time when I first got out of college. and yeah. The career I was in. And same thing. Like, you put it on and you feel a certain way and you show up in a certain way. And you're like, oh, it's not the authentic version of me.
0: Yeah. Like, I've yeah. been authentic this entire conversation. Yeah. I put on the headphones and now I feel like...
1: We removed a little bit.
0: Yeah. For a second. Through a... Yeah. Until I, I called myself out. Because I don't want to be removed. I'm really proud of my work,
1: mm.
0: really deeply proud. Yeah. Like if there's anything I read this book, Man Search for Meaning, I'm sure you've read it too by Victor. No. Oh, you yeah. love it. Okay. By Victor Frankel. I read it when I was backpacking and it's how he survived the Holocaust was to serve a purpose larger than himself.
1: Okay.
0: And I, I always joke slash not joke that I found purpose before profit. Yes. And being that I'm so proud of my work and. And how it seems to have impacted people. Mm-hmm. I want to love what I do, and people go, "Oh my god, you must love do. And I haven't, it, it, you yeah. know, I haven't for a while. I felt really purposeful. I'm proud of what I do, but I also want to enjoy. Yeah. It and and it's funny. Some people are like, I don't know if they use the word happy or fun, but I, I'm not looking to be happy or have fun in, in work. Yeah. I find what thrills me in work life is being purposeful and being energized or mm-hmm. not even energized because I do find my work depleting. Energized in the way of like that, that tingly sensation where you're like, you feel like, like, yeah, like, yeah, like you're really where you should be doing what you should be doing and you're living. Ignited is a better word. Ignited. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I feel I want to feel ignited and purposeful yes. in my work. Happy would be like you and I going to the beach and chilling and yeah. just having girlfriend time. Yeah, you know, I'm not
1: trying to like be happy or have fun. If I if I happen to be happy, fine. It's like a bonus. But you know what the funny thing is? Everyone is going around always being like everything has to, to serve every purpose. Yeah, and that's not true. It's the same thing with relationships. Yeah, a relationship can't be everything. You know, it can't. Yeah. Help. I think about this. Yeah. yeah, you know, and we put so much stock into relationships, into vacations, into. The place that we live, whatever it is, yeah. it has to hit all these marks. Yeah. And that's not realistic. And similar to the conversation we we're having earlier about these women saying, Oh, I need to have it all. No. Like there's certain things that you can have and there's other things that you need to like make compromises on for yeah. balance. Yeah. Partner with someone, whatever it might look like. Like we have this yeah. vision. Yeah. And work is one of those visions that people are like, it needs to fulfill all these things. Yeah. You're no, it needs to fulfill like the two or three most important things for you. Yeah. And if it does those things. I love that word ignited. Yeah. And it's literally based on what you were just saying, you know. Yes. Like you want to feel driven and passionate about what you do and, you know, your specific thing ignited. That it's great. Yeah. As long as it fulfills that, that is wonderful. But I always tell people you're going to change as a human. Yeah. So the thing that maybe ignited you two years ago, four years ago, five years ago. hundred percent. That's going to change. And that. Okay. That. Yeah. That's what's going on for
0: me right now because. When I first started podcasting, it was very, I felt ignited. Mm-hmm. And then for the past few years, I haven't mm-hmm. felt that. What's it mean? Should I quit podcasting? And at one point, I started doing video. And then my editor was like, You've never done video. Mm-hmm. Try not doing video. Maybe that's what's throwing you off. And I turned off the video. I definitely, that helped. Yeah. I'm like in this new chapter. I used to stand, or maybe I still do. Who knows what I do? For years, I would stand doing my podcast. I really liked it. I would channel um, Steven Tyler and, like, Aww. WWE, like, wrestling announcers. Okay. And I would picture, like, I'd have all the, like, imaginary ribbons around the mic stand. of my Aww. guests would be standing. And I'd be like, welcome to the podcast, right? And it's, like, so authentic and fun and channels these personal things to me. And I'm like, wait, but who am I as a podcaster if I'm not doing this thing that I've always done? And like, what's the story? like, everything feels so lost. And I just I have this hope. And I think in talking to you that it's not lost forever because it feels scary. Like, I have no idea for professional terms in, in the
1: industry that you work in what kind of content creator I am anymore. Those are signs, right? And I think... People are always in this area of like, I need to know the answer. And it's like, no, you don't. You can allow yourself to find the answer. And the only way you're gonna do that is exactly what you're doing right now. You're trying it and you're sitting. You can try it when you're standing. You can try it on a different day. Like you're allowing yourself to figure out like, is this still the thing and the medium that serves me? If it isn't, that's okay, yeah. And maybe you're gonna figure out like, oh, actually if I walk and talk with someone, I'm going to like that more. Yeah. Or if we're sitting on a couch together, that's going to be a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Or whatever it might be. If, or maybe it's like a panel host thing where it's not yeah. you and one person, but it's you and three people, whatever it yeah. looks like. It you could look, look like lay anything. Around. It could look like anything. And there's, you know, there's the like diary of a CEO. There's all these people who have their, their style yeah. set up. But I think of even just all these other hosts where there's like two hosts and three panelists and like Whatever that could look like, yeah. I think allowing yourself to play and just have fun with the format is the best thing you can do. Yeah, there was
0: a little while why I did a uh, podcasting in the park. Oh, I love that. Like I interviewed Tyler Denk, the founder oh, my- of Beehive, oh, like when he had just started Beehive podcasting in the park, and oh. so I took him mm-hmm. on this. It was this unintentional hike. Yeah, like I wasn't trying to take him on a hike. I just map the thing out wrong and yeah. we were huffing and puff. It was very funny. <laughs> I really liked podcasting in nature. What I didn't like was the variables, right. meaning uh, driving to a location and parking and then getting all my gear set up, right? So one of the right. things I like about podcasting here is I like that somebody has everything set up for me and I yeah. could like walk in. So I I think it. I need to continue the experiment. To, I need yeah. to just be OK that
1: what was may not continue to be. Mm-hmm. Something I'll also throw out there, hearing how just like you, you lit up, just talking about the park and all that stuff. Yeah. I would say there's a park nearby. You should do your like green room moment there and record some like behind the scenes, goofy questions, goofy yeah. things. Get them on a swing set, whatever it is. Like you yeah, yeah, get them yeah. out of their comfort zone, like just let them be in a state of play and yeah. do something really random and quirky. Yeah. And then come over here to to actually film the mm-hmm. shoot. And already you've, like, let your guard down. Interesting. So it's not like, okay, introduce yourself, and then suddenly that you're, like, in this, yeah you know, mode. But you're like, let's just, because different people are going to need different levels of, like, take down your shell. Like yeah. relax. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's so serious, and it's so whatever, and there's yeah. microphones and cameras and lights and all that kind of stuff, and you're like, okay, I need you to relax a little bit. Yeah. Like, let's just take down this barrier for a minute. There was a podcast host that I used to work with, and I adore amazingly and wonderfully... They would record in a recording studio. Yeah. Like a music recording studio. And the green room was like the studio. So you could go play with drums or whatever while you were waiting to be interviewed. It was just so fun. Yeah. Okay, great. I'll see you in a bit. I'm just going to play with these drums and I'll come over and it was fun. That's so It just allowed you to just let your guard down a little bit.
0: Like it's even as like we're talking right now, like I didn't do, I've done 0% of what I normally do, which is nice. It feels liberating. Yeah. And also, in my head, I I have, like, you're fucking up. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You haven't asked these questions. This isn't how the interview supposed to go. So, like, I'm having the conversation I want to have, but I feel like this isn't the conversation I'm supposed to be having.
1: Whatever the conversation you need to have is the most important conversation. I think sometimes we get into our heads of what needs to be talked about. But then when you're in it, you're like, oh, this is what needs to be talked about. Whatever is coming out right now is what needs to be happening. I have the whole,
0: what is it? Not Jack on the hide, but the whole back and forth. Yeah, in my head, you haven't talked about her company or her come up in tech or like you haven't talked about this and you haven't brought up this L.A. thing and you didn't do the, the blah, blah, blah at the beginning. And like, you know, like it's just. I'm your
1: friend. We are going to see each other a lot. So that's... You come back. Anytime. 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 I promise. Anytime. The most important thing now is having just like a genuine conversation and just like feeling good. Because there's even moments, not many, thankfully. Yeah.
0: The majority of this conversation has felt so authentic. And then I feel the moments where I'm like trying to be. Like podcasts. Question mode, you mean? Yeah. And yeah. then and then I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Pull yeah. it back. Yeah. And then and then hearing you say, like, I'll come back and I'll do mm-hmm. it, it makes me feel like, okay. Yeah, relax.
1: Relax. I live so close. I'm gonna see you often. I but I know cool. we're both so busy. I will make time for you. I will always make time. And I feel like this
0: conversation is really important. And this is gonna sound super podcastery, but I mean it. Like, because we are in the creator economy. Mm-hmm age and I bet so many people have this struggle and no one's talking about it they're just like everyone's like I want to be a youtuber and it's yeah. you know and this conversation that we're actually having is actually is meaningful yes. to someone listening I have the privilege and honor of like knowing your background and how incredible you are and all these things and I like want them to know it too but this surface love of like, who are you in tech? What is your job? And what's your job description? Yeah. It's just like so fucking boring to me. To at everyone, the to all of
1: us. No. I think there's a lot of us that feel the exact same way. Come on, there's people. a lot Would love to know. Yeah, there's a curiosity, of, of course, 100%. Everyone's curious about what everyone's up to and doing. But I think at the more core of it, what actually is gonna serve people is for them to like look inward and see how they're feeling. You know, everyone's a different level. Whoever's listening to this is going to be at a different level in their life. Maybe yeah. starting in tech. Maybe they've been in tech for many years. Maybe they stepped away and are coming back. Yeah. And the more important question, similar to you, people look to you and they're like, oh, she has podcasting down. She's the queen of We Are LA. Tech. Oh, it makes me feel so much pressure. No, but that's the thing. Like, a lot of people feel the exact same way where they have this, like, title. They have this identity associated with yeah. them. And there's this inability to step away from this identity because... That's what's attributed to them. Yeah. And when it starts not feeling authentic or maybe they want to make a change or maybe yeah. they're like, I, I'm not feeling it right now. Yeah. It's hard to step away from it because like, again, we have this thing in our mind where we're like, everyone knows me for this. Give that. Everyone expects this of me. That. And so many people feel this
0: way. Like I'm I- supposed to be asking you all these tech questions. Right. And I'm not.
1: Because, and that's the thing, like you, we're forcing ourselves to do things that don't serve. And I've seen it with artists who, you know, will try to make music in a specific way because, like, that's what the industry is going towards. And we have to add, like, auto-tune and this is the vibe and it needs to be more poppy and blah, blah, blah. And then the minute that the industry changed, they're like, that's not what we want from you. We want this. And you're like, if I just did what I wanted to do and if I allowed myself to just, like, change course. We saw it with Beyonce when she created her most recent album and everyone's like, why is there these elements in here? This doesn't feel authentic to Beyonce. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if Beyonce can't even decide what she wants to do, how can the rest of us that are you know, and she has like awards after awards and yeah. queen of all these different things. And yet the minute she does something different, everyone freaks out. Mm. So to all the rest of us, what chance do we have? And I think the biggest thing coming out of this conversation is we need to allow ourselves the grace to do the things that feel good now don't hold off don't push yourself to do something that feels uncomfortable or not authentic anymore we are meant to change industries change so much allow yourself to like evolve yeah
0: i just don't even know to me evolving mm-hmm. looks mm-hmm. like being as good as alexandra cooper and stephen bar i wish i knew if it was bar barrett or
1: barlett it's what's called diary man diary, diary man. man Yeah. I want to be that good. Mm -hmm. But also they didn't start off being that good. You know? Yeah, but I've been doing this for almost 10 years. Like you said earlier, podcasting has changed so much. And everyone has gone in such different directions. Like, you know, you have armchair experts and all these different things. Like there's like sticks to it. There's comedians running podcasts now and all that stuff. So the way that podcasts look is so different now. yeah. And I even think of, like, Howard Stern back in the day. Like yeah. radio host. Yeah, yeah. Questions and all that stuff. 100% amazing interviewer. Amazing. But again, everyone is so different. And I think the biggest thing is, like, figuring out who you want to be. That, I don't know. Okay, I had
0: these phone calls the other day. And I say this with gratitude and from a humble place. People seem like they really want to know me, which trips me out because, like, I am—I mean, you actually know me. Yeah. I'm, like, super nerdy and socially awkward, and I find it bizarre Mm -hmm. that people get excited to talk to me. I'm like, actually? (laughs) Like— Why? Like you
1: know, like I'm so weird. <laughs> but that's beautiful, you know, that's amazing. And I think it also allows all these other amazing tech humans to be like, okay, great. I can be weird. I can be quirky. I can be nerdy. And I can be uncomfortable in situations. Great. I, guess. I don't need that. Almost like a. am an extroverted person. Yeah. So I recognize when I bring people who are introverted to different spaces, they're like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to walk out of this depleted. Yeah. But I have to turn it on for this moment. Yeah. And it fascinates me because I'm like, oh, that's not, that doesn't happen to me. Yeah. So it's interesting to see people say like, oh, for me, it's work. It's an energy shift that I have to show up in a certain way. Yeah. But not a lot of people talk about that. They like come into a place of networking or space. Yeah. Can I be my nerdy, weird self? Like, do you? Can I? And to your extent where it's like, yes, you can be. It's
0: People funny. I want to know it. It's funny when I go into like a, a network kind of situation, mm-hmm. I feel really uncomfortable. And I'll just say, hi, I feel highly socially awkward right now. So if I come off any kind of way, it's because I'm very nervous talking, which is funny because it's opposite to like how I present. Right. Which is I'm a podcast. It's like, yeah, you're so- Anyway, so like people got so excited to talk to me. And the reason why I brought that up, I don't know what I stand, how I'm showing up for others in in the way that like how in their perception I'm showing, I'm so far removed from that. Like, I don't see myself that way. Right. And so like, I don't really get how I'm showing up for them. I almost wish people would like let me know so I could see what the common theme is. There's a quiz you can
1: send to people. Wait,
0: actually? Yeah. What do you mean?
1: Um, When I was a camp counselor, this is many years ago, but it was one of those things that I love doing. They had us do this like quiz. Yeah. Send it to a bunch of your friends and people in your network. They recommend like, I think at least like 30 plus people to send it to. And the people have to answer what they think of you. Yeah. And it's anonymous. And there's different categories. Like, would you consider this person like quirky or funny? Would you consider this person like smart or inquisitive? Like, whatever. There's all all these things. And then it makes like a pie chart of what people, how people perceive you. Stop. And it's wonderful. You have to send me that. I'm going to send it. Yeah. To you. I remember getting mine and a lot of people thought I was funny. Really? I don't think I am. Stop. But it was one of those things like you don't realize how people perceive you mm. until you put it out there. And then you start seeing, and certain things you're like, oh, I, I can see that. And yeah. then you're like, really? Because you, we don't know. Like we, we're hard on ourselves the common line amongst a lot of humans is we're so hard on ourselves. Mm. We talk poorly to ourselves. Yeah. We, you know, don't think as highly of ourselves. And then, again, the way other people receive you, they're like, I would never have guessed imposter syndrome. I would have never guessed, like, you're nervous. I would have never guessed that you don't like being in public spaces, like, because we make these assumptions. Yeah. And social media, yes, plays a huge part to that. But also us having to show up in the world in certain ways also plays a part to that. Yeah. So my question to you would be, when you tell people like, hey, I'm socially awkward in situation or I'm feeling uncomfortable in situation, what is their response? Oh, they're
0: usually pretty kind. They're okay. kind. And then I feel like I could just be because right. they're aware. But so the reason I bring that all up is when we're saying, you know, discovering my my voice and how I want to be, that's the overwhelming. T- like, OK, there's certain things I know right now as I'm like processing and reflecting and being really self-aware and attentive to I like that I could walk in here and everything was set up. Yes, I like being in person. Yes. I like the conversation we're having because it's real. You and I would have this conversation without mics. Yeah. It's really nice yeah. and energizing. I don't feel depleted by this conversation. Yeah. I like the guests coming later that you can meet and as well as every guest. I like them yeah. meeting in between. It's like my favorite. Mm-hmm. I like that. As I'm sitting here, this right now feels exciting to me. Like, I feel ignited. I also trust that this type of conversation, because it's, I'm allowing myself to be so open and vulnerable publicly that I think a lot of people can, specifically in the creator business, can benefit from them because Creator burnout is real and like all this stuff. And it's just not really talked about. Like it, usually the creator economy is really um, glamorized. And yeah. so the other st- side isn't talked about very often. So I, I'm like, okay, I feel good about this type of of conversation and how I could add value to a listener. So there's so many things.
1: Still getting to those like deeper questions of like what motivates you, what, what brings you, like what keeps you up late at night. Yeah. Uh, what is something that, you know, you look forward to in the next 10 years? Yeah. Like Those are things that are more like deeper. Af- I should maybe asking. just ask, but I'm afraid if I ask those questions, mm-hmm.
0: I think people that I are. won't stay on. No, that I won't stay on topic.
1: Oh, I see. That I won't do the thing. Yeah. Perform. Oh, Right. 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 I think you will. I think you can, like, segment the portions. Maybe you can say, okay, it will be three questions that are very tech-related, three questions that are very, like, women-related. And there's going to be three questions where it's like, I want to know you as a human.
0: Huh. Let's do that. And maybe that's just the levels of myself. I start out with, like, let's give this person context. Yeah. And then what'd you say? You said,
1: like, three questions about, like, you as a, like, woman in tech. Okay. Three of, like, you in the L.A. tech scene. Like, What does that look like? How did you, you know, if you want to hit those markers. Yeah and then the next is like you as a human what brings you joy what scares you what excites you and it could be in your career it could be in life what are you hopeful for take that segmenting yeah and then it allows you to like when you get to the area where you can play around with it a little bit more yeah you don't have to be stressed because you're i got the things i needed yeah so even if we cut it short or we stop at a certain point these maybe could be sound bites that can be put into different yeah yeah yeah, yeah. great but like you got the thing that you needed and then you can also let the host know, like, or the guest know, okay, we we got this part, we got this part. Let's have fun now. Relax. Yeah, like this is the time we can get goofy. Yeah, don't take yourself too seriously for this part of the set. Whatever it is, like mm-hmm. you can segment it. And I think similar for guests, they're always like, oh, I hope I'm giving you everything you need. I'm, mm-hmm. I hope I'm answering the questions that your audience needs. Like yeah. where, you know, everyone is all in their heads about it. So if you let them know, like, okay, this is gonna be the the segment where we're talking really about like career and drive and all that stuff. And in this area we're just like having some fun and just yeah. getting more personal because it 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 does feel good for people to know each other and to to get the question that, yeah. that last question of you know what do you feel like you're not doing well enough or that you feel you're dropping the ball in Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. What do you feel you're dropping the ball in? Oh my gosh, so many things. I think I'm dropping the ball on like having fun. Uh, you know. I know I need to do more of it. I was just No, I was thinking I can relate. Yeah. Yeah, I was off from thursday to sunday for a friend's wedding and typical sara mode i was like i'll organize all the ubers i'll figure out all the locations I'll, like you know i still kept that energy of like yeah. planning things so come monday i was so depleted and i was like why am i so depleted and i'm like yep. oh because i didn't just like relax yeah you know like i was still in very much in like okay let's make sure we get all the meals let's, let's figure out where we're going here what are we doing after the wedding? because there for a friend's yeah. wedding so, like the pre wedding planning and like ordering all the rides and making sure everyone got to where they needed. And, yeah. You know, ordering all the like pedialites and drinks yeah, and all yeah. the things. And I was like, oh, I was still in organizer planning mode. Yeah. And so I'm trying to plan now. Maui is burning and there's all that stuff happening in Hawaii. But I haven't turned on the news. I did not, not know. Maui's burning. A huge town just got wiped. What? Yeah. My best friend lives there. Oh, hopefully they're okay. I hope, yeah, after was interview the yeah. yeah. But my plan was to do a solo trip for five days in Hawaii. And I'm really excited for that because then it forces me to not plan things. Because for me, it's like when I'm around people, I want to care for them. Yeah. And I want to organize things and, you know, run the logistics and make it as simple as possible. So I'm excited to just have fun and relax. Yeah. So that's like what I'm excited for. But I notice that I don't do enough of that.
0: I don't like this light. Is it in your... No. I feel like the light has to be on, even though I don't have video. Yeah. Because I put the video camera on, which really is like an archive
1: thing. Yeah. It doesn't need to be. It's also, I'm thankful that I'm wearing a hat, so I don't see the light. But I would think it would be uncomfortable if I saw the light. It feels like you have to do everything the right way. The only thing that has felt good is
0: mm -hmm, this conversation trying is such a shitty place to be
1: yes but you learn a lot from trying and you can play around and figure it. out what you don't like to figure out what you don't like you have to cross it off you know i want to turn off the light turn off yeah let's do it even like unscrewing
0: this and holding the mic in your hand i saw bobby althoff doing that okay oh,
1: nice. The, where her and mark cuban just like in their hand amazing i think like experiment with it play with it because the minute you start feeling more natural yeah, gonna start clicking yeah. you're going to be like okay that's the thing and years ago I felt okay so okay
0: first it was so cool yeah when I first started podcasting there was this kickstarter with mm-hmm. this thing called snap I think it was called snap recorder okay Feel, yeah and it was like this box I got it off a of kickstarter a soundproof box like a mobile studio okay. I had a normal office and I put the bot, the sound boxes on the desk and people come in and people make jokes like we're we're in the box. Like we're, we're not sitting inside the box. I love or, that. It was so cute. And one of my guests who became a We Early Tech member who's like amazing. He ended up buying me more boxes. So I had enough boxes mm-hmm. that if I wanted more people, whatever. It was so fun. Yeah. It was so fun. It was just us chilling like at a desk like this, but with the boxes and it, yeah. talking inside the boxes, right? Then I got really lucky. And I serendipitously found a podcast studio. Now this is before podcasting was a thing at all. And so the people didn't really know what the room was for. I was like, this is soundproof room. This is oh sp- amazing. Like, I yeah. need to have this. And they hadn't opened the building yet. They had just, like, got the building, not sure what to do with it. So they gave me this room. I mean, I paid for it, but they gave me this room at the time a lot better rate than I could have gotten anywhere else. Yeah. And it had the glass thing where you could see through. Yeah. And it had, like, tapestries all over the wall. And I felt like a rock star. I was like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. And so all these experiences, podcasting felt like exciting and cool and like something. And now I just feel I've just showed up for almost ten years, so I got to make sure to keep showing up. It's, yeah, but that's not why I used to show up, right? And being proud of my work is to—I'm still proud of it my work and my why. So, so that hasn't dissolved. The in between is frustrating me. I'm so happy we turned the fucking light. God, off. it's off. It feels so comfortable. It's like so much better. Yeah, and I'm not like thrilled. I mean. I do think where we are is like a 1.0. Yeah. This is the v- actually, corporate chairs. I don't like the way the stickers look. on like, I feel like things look janky. But that's the beautiful
1: thing. The minute you start playing around with those levers, you yeah. oh, this feels right. And this feels right. Like you're almost like setting the pieces in motion. Like already being in the space, like I was telling you, having this ability to get coffee and like a sitting area, like that already starting to feel great. Yeah. Having the Thursday routine is already starting to feel yeah, great. Yeah, the Thursday routine feels great because I'm just yeah. like, these five hours are yeah. when I podcast.
0: So I yeah. don't have to feel like I'm constantly In having pond. to be extroverted. And then I, I, I also lab. plan out my recharge. Mm-hmm. And at first thinking that Stretch live before this was a terrible idea, I actually now think that that's... A, I was almost going to switch it to
1: Monday. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, no, it like actually was an energy cleansing yeah. so I could show up well. You see, And those are the things that I think are so important. Every amazing major artist, like sometimes we get their writers and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, But they have their routine. Yeah. Where they're this amount of time before the show, I can't do this. Yeah. Even with speakers, like they'll have their routine, the certain types of water they drink because they've figured out what works for them. Yeah. And that's something that I always tell people, figure out what works for you. For me, I'm an early bird. Yeah. I love doing emails, comms, all that stuff early in the morning. Yeah. Because that's when I'm the most creative. Yeah. That's when I'm the most like free. Yeah. Um, so I prefer it then. Anything that's like community related, solving problems, whatever yeah. is like my afternoon energy. Yeah. But I have to do it in that order because for me, it feels good. And I've had to figure it out the hard way where I'm like, oh, why am I not being creative at 5 p.m.? like, oh, it's because I'm feeling depleted. Like I don't yeah. have the creative energy at 5 p.m. I've already, like, expand, like, just, like, put it out on so many different things. Yeah. But by by the time 5 p.m. rolls around, I'm like, I just want to do, like, administrative things. Yeah. Or things that are just, like, I don't have to think about it as much. And I think for every single person, we're all like that. Yeah. We all have, like, there's, I have friends who at 11 p.m. they're like, this is my creative hour. And they want to work from 11 to 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Like figure what that is. It's a like, yeah. Figure out my own independent operating manual, mm-hmm. and not what it works for everyone else. Like
0: everyone has to figure out what works for them. Yeah, this has been good. I could yeah. I could say that having a conversation that matters to me mm-hmm. feels like yeah. I love podcasting. Yeah, it's funny as you know, I think you know it doesn't anyway. Tony Shay, who has since you know moved on to another plane, was a a friend of mine and important to me. He ran Zappos. And I remember we got together and I had built my action sports company. And one of the reasons I wanted to be an entrepreneur was to reinvent the American educational system. I I just felt like there were a lot of injustices. And I was like, well, in order to reinvent the American educational system, I have to become really wealthy and I have to have a lot of influence because that's the way I'm going to have the relationships where I could make an impact in this philanthropic way. And T and I were sitting somewhere and it was years into my journey and I no longer had this desire to reinvent the American educational system. Mm. And I was feeling really frustrated because I felt like I needed to keep doing that because that's why I started. And then I also like sought out and told people, whatever I, I told them, family members or whatever, like this is my life purpose, and this is why I'm doing stuff. So therefore I couldn't change it, right? Mm. and. Tony was like, I give you permission to want new things. Oh, he's like, I give you permission to, like, be okay that what you wanted in the past was the past. And you can you can I give you permission to, like, let it go and and Mm -hmm. do something like it be okay for you to want different things now. Mm -hmm. And I needed that permission, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And I feel like this is. In a more microwave, that same kind of thing where I loved the way I did this podcast for several years. And now I don't want to keep doing it the way I've been doing it. And I don't know what the new looks like. Right. But it's like this conversation I feel like is that air of giving me permission. Right. To explore new things.
1: And the permission to allow yourself to do whatever you want. Yeah. There is no right or wrong. The only thing that matters... Is that it feels good because that's the only way it's going to be sustainable. Yeah. So always checking in with ourselves. And again, what felt good 10 years ago, five years ago is going to be different. Yeah. People change, you know, technology changes. Just allow yourself to play. Yeah. And that's what I was doing
0: with the podcasting in the park. But Mm -hmm. then there were logistics there that, you know, didn't feel right. And even things Mm -hmm. like the luxury of having, you know, Karina at the front of Bioscience welcoming me in guests and then like you said the coffee but like, yeah. there's so many things that like feel so good here
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like dave is such
1: a lovely Sorry. human who runs bioscience la and i think that's the best thing i always love making lists yeah because it helps me reflect and i just list like oh what are the things that feel good
0: yeah what, what feel feels good, good what doesn't feel good
1: you know at the end of the day you can like i would do this for events all the time after every event, I would have a little like with our whole team. Yeah. Okay, what worked but didn't work? Yeah. What felt good but didn't feel yeah. good? Yeah. And then once you can see like what felt good, great, let's try to replicate that. Yeah. What didn't feel good. What about it didn't feel good? Yeah. Like was it something that was in our control? Yeah. Or was it something that was like, that was way out? Nobody could have predicted this. Totally. It was, like completely out of our control. Great. But if it's something that's like, oh, it was in our control for next time we should do X. Yeah. I remember we, I've launched a lot of venues in LA. So when Grand Park first opened, we did the first events there. Yeah. When the block in downtown opened, we did the first events there. And we learned a lot. Yeah. We did the first event and we're like, oh, there's a problem with only having one bar and having like 2,000, 4,000 people at the space. We need to have four bars in the op. Like, you know, you learn those things. Yeah. And you're like, okay, let's fix it. Let's do it differently so it feels better. Yeah. And then the second time you do it, you're like, that feels a lot better. Yeah. That feels good. And then you do it again and you're like... What's off here? Yeah. And now you're like, okay, actually without the lights, it feels really
0: nice. Yeah. Great. I think a couch or whatever. I think yeah. where I move. Yeah.
1: I would also get like incense, a candle, light. Yeah, what I actually do like, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, yeah. Just make the space feel as homey and comfortable. And too. have the conversations
0: I want to have. Yes. I care so much about the listener. I'm not yeah, doing this for me. but And also doing it for me, but I am... I would segment I'm it. I'm so
1: scared. Yeah. I like your segmenting idea. Yeah. Be like, okay, what are the, the, the five important things I always want to make sure to ask? Yeah. And you can order it in different ways. Like maybe I'll save that for the end and middle, whatever. Yeah. But just have fun. Yeah. Because like I even think of some of the podcast episodes I've listened to where I'm like, oh, this was interesting. Like there was one recently with, I think it was like, was it Jay Shetty? The guy who does Spider Man, Tobey Maguire? No, the more recent Spider Man. Oh, I don't know. Tom Holland, I think. Okay. I say kid. He's like in his like yeah. mid-20s. He talked about like not drinking anymore. He was very vulnerable about like how Hollywood isn't his vibe. Yeah. He just wants to live in like the countryside yeah. and just chill. And the industry is not the vibe for him. Yeah. And I thought that was beautiful because I think a lot of times we expect artists to like, tell us about your movie and tell us yeah, eh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yes, you want to hear that. Like, okay, let's hear about your career and like how fulfilled are you and all these different things. But more importantly, it's like, okay, but does it serve you? Because everyone looks at that and they're like, oh, that's the sign of success. Yeah. You've done these huge movies. You've amassed a huge following. You blah, like have all the yeah. little accolades, which a lot of people fit in that category, you know? Yeah. But let's get to that question. Let's hear that interesting thing, especially if people haven't listened to the yeah, yeah. podcast with you on it. Great. Let's get the the, yeah. the basics. But then let's dive deeper. Yeah. And that's when you can be like, okay, now we're doing the fun part. Now we, we've done the housekeeping. Yeah. We've done the things that the must ask. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, let's the let's do the like I wanna ask. Yeah.
0: You all are about to listen to Liz entering in our conversation, which is uh kind of continuing forward with what Sara and I have been talking about. And there's an energy in change. Well, it how did how did you say it, Liz? That was an energy and change. There's an energy and change and Liz really brought that to Liz. So everybody has context. They're about to listen to what we just talked about. Can you share with them a little bit about who you are and what you do so they know and where to connect with you? So and then also make sure to tune in to her official interview, which will air uh, the next episode after
2: this one. Hi, I'm Liz. Thank you guys for having me. It's my first time on a podcast. I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm an engineer and a designer. I worked in tech for about five years now, and I have now just started my entrepreneur journey. I build a bunch of cute little fun apps. Uh, so a bit of an indie hacker, I guess. And I, where to follow me, I'm Engineer Girlfriend on TikTok and Eng Girlfriend on Twitter. Awesome.
0: And where are you based in LA? I live on the west side. So cool. Venice. Awesome. Enjoy the rest of our conversation on redefining and defining what it means to be a creator and feel fulfilled by it. I've been podcasting for 10 years, an audio podcast, and I've been feeling bored by it, bored by asking the same questions, having the same conversation, especially because when I first got into podcasting, the startup and tech landscape was different. I built the first Action Sports Social Network. Everything was so rare and like a treasure land and now i feel like every conversation i was telling sarah is about ai and elon musk like that's all people talk about you know what i mean and i'm just like i don't wanna like i i'm just not trying to have these surface level like what's your role and like kind of like a follower kind of conversation like what's your role what do you do what's your status i don't i don't know it's boring so we were talking about how being vulnerable and connective SARS, it, it sounds like in your work, what you want is two things. You want to feel vulnerable and you want to feel ignited and you want to feel connected. Those three words. And I was like, yes, exactly. And I'm n- I am haven't been feeling that in the podcast for a while. And and so we talked about letting go of what I've been up until now and then creating what's new to come and and that I don't know what that is yet. And I was really nervous with, with you coming in because... I want to, like, love our conversation. So I didn't want to have the, the conversations I've been having because I've felt this, like, stagnant energy. And I and I was so excited for you to come in. And I wanted to feel ignited to you, Sara's Road, by the conversation. I was like, I don't know how to do that anymore. I've been doing this for so many years. I don't know what it looks like. So Sara and I just had a completely off-the-cuff okay. conversation interview we were just talking and I just pressed record knowing I'm, I'm a very vulnerable business person. So I was like, you know what? I just, I already know in my head and I didn't even have my headphones on. I was like, I, I didn't even know how the audio quality was, but I was like, I know that I'm okay with this conversation going public. So we had this amazing conversation about being creator and about creator burnout and about rediscovering yourself and letting go what was and redefining what's new. And then I was sharing with her, I'm afraid that when my next guest comes, you, that then, then I have to be proper again and I can't feel ignited and I just have to ask the same questions because that's what's expected of me. And she's like, well, what if what if you don't? And I was like, wait, I have an interesting idea. I was like, what if we like bring her into this like conversation about vulnerability and redefining ourselves? And so, yeah, this is kind of like just the first, the first 10 minutes that we'll get into, like the proper, the, the proper thing. But if anything, I wanted to bring you on in this very beginning to share with you what I just experienced and bring you into that vulnerable pathway because I didn't it felt so good. I didn't want to like shut it off and then just be a robot. Does that make sense? That makes sense.
2: I feel like the podcasts I listen to long term are more conversation styles, like conversation model that you're talking about, I think, rather than the systematic interview where it's the same every time. It's just the guest is different. Yeah. Makes sense that it's like not super engaging for you because you've been doing it for so long and the questions are the same. Yeah. And you do interview essentially a very similar profile of people. Yeah. 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 It probably did get stale over time. Yeah, years. Something that
1: Esfri said that I was curious about, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. I've worked in tech for so many years. You've done podcasting and been in tech for so many years. I think we all come to this point of like, oh, there's a redundancy or I'm feeling like a little burnt out or is this still the thing that I want to be doing? Yeah. Do I want to be doing it differently, but this is now my identity? And you get like wrapped up in it a little bit. Do you feel that way? Have you ever felt that way where you're like, oh...
2: I'm very in it now. What I noticed about tech is it really forces you to converge on stereotypes. When I first started working in tech, everyone told me you have to pick a lane between, for example, being a designer and an engineer. Yeah. Even just that constraint in itself just felt like I wasn't being true to myself Mm -hmm. and I couldn't actually do what I wanted to do. And it got to the point where, like, my manager was essentially like, unless you pick, you're not going to get your promo. And it really is, I think, like the convergence. And you're saying this about everyone talking about the same stuff happens just, I think, all throughout, just because it's getting so big that the growth is forcing all the topics to become mainstream, essentially. Right.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That. That. Yeah. So how did you go about dealing with that? When you have this person say, you need to pick a lane, you need to be this version of yourself versus like a whole version of yourself. What was that conversation like?
2: Uh, <laughs> So I'm a kind of a spontaneous, uh, compulsive person. So I really jumped in the deep end and quit my job.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: That sounds like something I would do. <laughs> I jumped around jobs. A lot more than I think normal people would have in my years of experience, and each time I've essentially gone smaller. So I started working at Snap as my first job, and then I went to a startup, and then I started doing my own consulting business. So every time it's been smaller, just because it was kind of hard to like operate in a rigid model. And now that I'm fully free floating, as I describe it, I feel like it's fun employment because it's actually fun, (laughs) not. Uh, Talking about the word "fun," what makes it fun for you? It's kind of just like a complete model shift, like mental model shift to actually own every part of what you work on, and that the work you do is not for someone else or for like another company, which the companies at one point all start to feel like just like a large machine, yeah, doesn't really care about you. So it's the ownership that I think is super mentally engaging, right? But that in itself definitely has so many like other challenges, too, where like just being completely unconstrained is also an environment where it's hard to define yourself. Right. Yeah. It's interesting,
0: like the creative freedom. I feel that,
2: too. It's
0: the thing I appreciate most of being an entrepreneur is yeah, creative freedom.
1: I think you also see it, maybe you felt this way, like you see it a lot in startups versus like more established companies because in a more established company, they need you to stick to one lane and do this one thing well. You're a cog in this engine and you just need to do this thing so the whole engine keeps like going. Yeah. And then in a startup, you can play and own different things and you can evolve as a company evolves and you can wear many different hats, which I think is beautiful. And it allows you to have that creativity. It allows you to have that ownership. It allows you to be a designer and on the engineering side, it allows you to be both things. Um, Did you feel like good in the startup world, like doing that? Or were you still feeling like, oh, it needs to be even more because now you're doing the like freelancing and like Mm -hmm. working with
2: whoever you need to work with? Mm -hmm. So my one year stint in the startup world was, I think, uniquely defined by the fact that it was during the peak bubble. I was at the startup essentially 2021 to 2022. And that was more than the fact that I was at a tiny CCC startup defined by just how much money and craziness was being thrown around by VC world. And just everyone kept thinking like, oh, I just put money in the market and everything goes up. That's how the stock market works, right? That's how everyone's talking. And it was excitement to the degree where it almost felt not real and not genuine because there was specifically the startup I worked at had raised a very large seed. And it was just one of those typical like hyper-growth startups. And it didn't feel genuine and that the purpose of the startup was to build hype and not build products or necessarily value. And that was not exactly what I wanted to do as someone who's very passionate about products specifically. Like I'm an engineer and a designer. So I spend my time building things, not yeah. yeah becoming kind of like a marketing machine necessarily. So that's more why I left. I think the freedom was really great compared to working at a big tech company like Snap. However, it was just so defined by like what the VCs wanted at the Oh god, I <laughs> so experienced that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like that level of like ownership and you see it at so many different levels, like big firm, startup, owned by a VC startup in its early stages where it can be scrappy and fun and MVP and then just like working and doing whatever you want, consulting and jumping yeah. on all these different things. So fascinating. I think that, I think the takeaway from, um,
0: from, you know, what we're talking about and having Liz on, on this little mini segment is, um, is as a creator, we get to own our creative process. Like, there mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a right or wrong. I don't have to have the lights on. We had right. the lights on above you before. And I, I was like, I don't like them. At least turn them off. I'm like, OK. <laughs> I don't have to do video just right. because, like, everybody's like, oh, you have to have a video if you're a podcaster. I'm like, OK, I've been podcasting for years and audio. It's fine. I don't need to have video. You don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. and take a cold shower to succeed. <laughs> you know, like.
1: You were in effect.
0: Oh, my God. But you have to post on Instagram. Oh, right. You- yeah. <laughs> Totally. Exactly. Yeah. So I just think that ownership, ownership of our creative freedom is um even the idea, Sarah, of like, I've never had a co-host mm. and I've invited you, you know, for Liz's official interview to co-host. I'm like, wait, this is going to be really fun. I've never, I've never co-hosted anything in my life.
1: This is so fun. This is it's
0: like, great time. Yeah. Co-hosting? Yeah. Yeah, I've never co-hosted ever. <laughs> she's hosted a million, a million talks, a million podcasts. Oh, I, I, I know. I've published over a thousand episodes. Right. Mm-hmm. So that I've hosted. Yeah, but I've never co-hosted. And like, she knows this because I've told her this a bunch. I've always admired her hosting abilities. So much so I'm like, hey, do you think you could host this and this for me? Like if I'm out of town or something, she's like, I got you, you know? <laughs> But I've never had a co-host. I was like, oh, wait, yeah. I'm going to get to experience if I having a co-host, yeah. you know, like
1: everything is. Why not? Yeah. And, why not? And I, I think I see this a lot with engineers and I'm so thankful I got into tech because before tech, I was in politics and politics is notorious for never changing. Um, but with tech, everything changes so fast. You iterate, you, mm-hmm. you learn something, you see what's not working, you find a data point, And then you iterate from there. Yeah. And I think there's a beauty in that. And I love engineers for that because they're like, what's working? This is working great. This isn't working. Fix it. And it's just like you just do the thing that needs to be done. I don't know if you ever feel this way in the career path that you're in. Like you just fix the things that need to be fixed. You design in a way that makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, you change it.
2: Mm Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's completely true for engineers. And I think there's just even on a simpler level, there is a lot of energy in just having constant change. So one like example would be all the big tech companies, they roll out a pretty big design change about once every one to two years. Yeah. It's not really because the previous design was not working. It's just because there's pure energy in the change. And that just reinvigorates the product. Yo. Energy <laughs> in the change. <cheese>. What? <laughs> is that the theme? Energy in the change. Energy in the chain. Igniting at all phases. Yeah. Wow. I love that. It just keeps it fun and fresh, even if it's just, it's not that it's objectively better, it's just different, you know? Huh? Yeah. Because I was feeling
0: this desire to change was like a failure. Mm-hmm.
1: Change is the one constant in life. Like that is something that
0: is especially that I didn't know what I wanted or still don't exactly know what I want to change into. I just know I don't want it to be what it's
1: been. And so it's been it's feels faily. Hmm. Well, that's, I think, an interesting question to think about. What is a change you've had in your life recently?
2: Recently. Yeah. I guess this is related to what we were talking about earlier, but I just started posting on TikTok, which has been kind of a crazy experience. It's only been about four months and I am dabbling in having like an audience and stuff because as an entrepreneur or budding entrepreneur, you know, that is basically like one of the most important things nowadays. Like doesn't, I mean, it's cool to be able to build things, but you need to get what you're building in front of people. And the whole content creation being a creator mindset is so different from being a in-house person such as a designer or engineer. So that's been a big change. And as you're talking about like creator stuff, I feel like to the like smallest degree, I can relate to what you're talking about because I've been experiencing it for the last few months. That's it. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So now that you're on TikTok and you're doing it, what have you learned from like the first thing you
2: posted to now? TikTok is, it has been a crazy roller coaster. It has given people growth that is just basically impossible to see on any other social media platform because that's really what they built the company around and my account which is overall small but it's been going really really well and I realized that posting or what I've I guess learned that's new is that you can make boring content fun if you just frame it in a unique way so I post educational and kind of humorous tech content, which you would think is really boring for TikTok. Like, you know, you, you go on your for you page and it's usually like dancing videos or cooking videos, something like that. But if you find your community in TikTok, essentially everyone calls it finding your niche, then the, the community and like the connections you get with your audience is just very, very strong. And I think that's why um, people are just so into that. Remind me. And if we forget, remind
0: me to introduce you to my friend Kat. She has a TikTok and she talks about chemistry and she has fun with it, like how you're talking about. I think you both would probably enjoy knowing one another because it sounds like you're creating similar content in different industries and you could just like riff. And I think she just got to 10,000 TikTok followers or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the Women in Tech podcast. If you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to VIP.com. That's VIP.com. And say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Sara Magesha from Creator Now, head of community. Creator Now is a learning platform and community made by creators for creators. Based in Santa Monica, California, and you are listening to Women in Tech.
2: Hi, I'm Liz Ha. I'm building a social productivity app called Todoey. Todoey is a social productivity app where you make to-do items and you can take a picture to mark it as complete and you can follow your friends and see them being productive and get motivated. I'm based in Venice, California.